everyone. Welcome to the Bio Breakthroughs Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is J.D. Maori, the CEO at KBI Biopharma. How are you today? I'm well. How are you, Jared? I'm doing well. It's good to see you again. It's been a couple months. Yeah, it has. I can't believe it's happened that fast already. I know. I was just going through. We just put up a quick montage video. Um, there's actually a part where I'm pointing to at your, your booth. Uh, I loved it. I, I loved your host setup. Um, you. I can't believe that was almost what almost three months ago almost yeah wild um well super excited to have you on the show i know we talked about this back in boston and now we're, we're making it happen would love just uh for you to tell the audience a little bit of a uh, little bit about your background and then your path to becoming ceo at kbi sure i appreciate it jordan and thank you for having me to start with it's, it's a great opportunity to talk a little bit about my background but more importantly talk about kbi um, it's been a wild ride. I mean, I started on the 1st of April and I kind of walk you through my background and kind of what brought me here and kind of, you know, why I think I'm the ideal fit to help uh, kind of take KB out of the next steps um, and kind of create what we're talking about as being a next generation CDMO. So I started my career out, I'm um, actually in the chemical industry and I spent about seven years doing that. And in 2007, I had an opportunity to move into the, uh, to the biopharma space and start up a small molecule sterile injectable organization back in Ohio. Um, we were eventually uh, acquired by Daiichi Sankyo um, after we brought to market a sterile suspension product that had been around for around 50 years um, and had never had a generic equivalent. Um, so that was kind of our claim to fame and, and really what the pivotal moment for that organization. Uh, shortly thereafter, um, I had a chance to move over to Genentech um, and help start up their drug product facility um, that's out in Oregon outside of Portland. Um, spent a lot of time with that team uh, transferring processes from facilities over in Europe um, into that site and, and getting it ready to go for commercialization um, was a key player in helping that site gain licensure for some of the key products that Genentech puts on the market. Um, and then around 2014, we had finished the, um, the transfer of all of those products into the facility. Um, and I had an opportunity to move over to Global MSAT. And that was really where I kind of got my first exposure to operating on the CDMO side of our business. Um, oversight of some of our drug product partners at that time. Um, and I spent about a year doing that. And then in 2015, um, Lonza was looking for someone to come in and help build and start up their cell and gene therapy facility out in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, and I had an opportunity to, to go be part of a very special team. Um, and that was really my first taste in the CDMO space from, from that side of the table. And, and I, I fell in love with it very, very quickly. Um, it really suits my nature from a kind of a problem solving perspective, but also helping people understand how important relationships are and accomplishing great things. Um, and I think the CDMO space is really where you can kind of test that in yourself as a leader. Um, in 2018, uh, Juno um, was trying to get their product and their facility ready for commercialization out in the Seattle area. And many of my mentors and former colleagues from my days in Genentech uh, were part of that kind of transformation and kind of helping them along that journey. So I went out and joined them um, as part of that piece of um, the process. They were fairly far along, you know, kind of a late phase, um, getting ready for BLA and helped uh, to kind of get that organization ready for commercialization. And then uh, 2019, I had a chance to, to move to Copenhagen um, and run uh, their AGC Biologics facility. Um, and it was, it, phenomenal opportunity for me, for the family. Um, it was it was an interesting time because it was also around the time COVID hit um, by January of that year. So um, new culture, um, fabulous team, um, you know, doing a lot of mammalian uh, microbial manufacturing. Um, and I did that for about a year. And then um, AGC asked me to come back to the, to the United States and help run North American operations. 
Um, so at the time I came back, um, I had responsibility for our facility in Seattle, as well as a 20,000 liter facility out in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and through that period of time, while I was with them, we made the acquisition of the, the former Novartis of Exus site that's in Longmont, Colorado for cell engine therapy. Um, so kind of kind of closing out the loop there and having kind of the established uh, U.S. operations that brought cell and gene to, to North America for AGC. Um, and then in April of 2022, I had a chance to go join Treadwell Therapeutics as their chief operating officer, um, back to the innovator side again, um, and kind of help them on their journey for IPO and getting them ready to launch. Um, and, and it was a fabulous team. They're, they do a lot of very, very special things uh, for a small organization of less than 50 people. You know, you've got uh, three major assets in the clinic uh, for small molecule. They've got a discovery engine for biologics and a discovery engine for, um, for cell and gene therapy on the TCR side of things. So great opportunity. Um, along that journey, I actually had a chance to interact and meet Tim Lowry, who's the chairman of the board at JSR. Um, and Tim and I, we really, really clicked. He is just a wonderful human being. Um, he's a authentic leader. Um, and then Eric Johnson, who is the CEO of JSR, um, similar. They're, they're very, very similar personalities. Um, they're just great to be around. Um, and the more we talked about the opportunity at KBI and what it would look like to come in and be part of really shoring up the foundation of the business, um, really bringing in a high level of expectations around uh, operational delivery, um, it really fit with what I, I enjoy doing, what I'm really, really good at. And I, I'd reached a point where I, I knew for sure I wanted to go back onto the CDMO side of things. And, and honestly, this is where I'll spend the rest of my career. Um, it, it's a special, special place. Um, you know, I, I walk into different facilities and meet different teams and talk to different people. And I feel like I uncover something new that we're capable of that the market hasn't even learned about yet. And, and that part's extremely exciting. Um, and to be able to get to do it with great people um, that enjoy taking good care of one another um, and are having a lot of fun doing it together, it's fabulous. Well, I'm sure being on the CDMO side, it, it allows you to, to always keep it fresh, like you were saying, right? Um, there, it, there doesn't seem like there's ever that, that stack. Like you're always working with a variety yeah. of, of organizations, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I can see when you're, that's why I love doing these in videos, right? Your eyes light up, you're smiling. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, exciting. Sure. Um, well, KBI Biofarmers, lucky to have you, uh, you. you know, be on the team. Can you give the audience, let, let's say there's a portion of the audience that isn't familiar. Can you give us a broad overview of the company and, and where things are at today? Yeah, KBI, um, for those that aren't familiar, we actually kind of started our, our journey um, when it was uh, being created, more, more on the analytical services side of things. Um, so really helping to develop assays, perform assays as standalone services. Um, and over the years evolved into a true contract development manufacturing organization, um, offering both clinical and commercial manufacturing um, in the mammalian space, in the microbial space, as well as in the cell therapy space. Um, we operate um, at eight different locations. Um, so we've got three in the greater North Carolina RTP area. We have two in Colorado, um, Boulder and Louisville. Uh, we have a cell therapy facility in the Woodlands, Texas. We have an analytical services lab in Leuven, which is just outside of Brussels. Um, and then we have a facility in Geneva as well. And the facility in Geneva is actually where the, the Selexis cell line development and KBI, that, that operational consolidation came to life in that building. Right? They all share the same, same facility. So that, that's an interesting story as well. Uh, we are extremely talented at, at solving extremely difficult problems. Um, so when you think about molecules that you know, are very complex or that may be struggling to kind of progress through the cell line development in early phases, 
um, our teams excel at helping to solve those kinds of challenges and bring those to market and help them reach, you know, kind of their full potential. Um, whether it's, you know, challenges on the tighter side of things or just simple processing challenges, that, you know, for, from a stability perspective. Um, I, I think that's where our team really sets ourselves apart and where, where we really excel. And uh, I guess what makes KBI a desirable CDMO partner? Yeah, I, I, a couple of things for me. When I look at the team that we have, I've already touched on kind of the technical acumen that we have. Um, but I also watch the relationships that we have with our customers. And, you know, it's not always easy. Um, there's a lot of difficult challenges. There's a lot of pressure on both sides. But when I look at the relationships that we have, um, we have teams that are extremely transparent. And they're very collaborative. Um, I, I get so much positive feedback from our customers around the way we work with them um, and the ability to help them progress through their journey. And when you take those kinds of relationships, you take the technical acumen, we've got some state-of-the-art facilities. We've got one in North Carolina that was a finalist for um, ISPE Facility of the Year. You combine all of those things with an organization that sits within the JSR Life Sciences ecosystem. And now you've also got access to some of the, the materials we manufacture. We've also got our own contract research organization. We have the ability to leverage that wider brain trust across the entire globe. Um, and it, it makes it a very special place. Um, and, and to be able to do that and have a, a partner that you can trust to help carry your, you know, your project all the way through to commercialization and beyond, um, it, it, it's tough to find that. And so you, you recently had a consolidation, KBI and Selexis. Yeah became one organization. How, how does this benefit clients, this, this consolidation? Yeah, it's great. So the operational consolidation of Selexis and KBI together, which were already owned by JSR, gave us the ability to take the best practices with both or, uh, from both organizations and get those combined into one true offering so it's more integrated, more seamless. Um, we had many, many relationships, and we still do to this day, for Selexis customers that became KBI customers and vice versa. Um, but by doing so, and this operational consolidation allowed us to really streamline that process um, so that things, you know, from a proposal perspective or just the way the projects are managed, um, the release of products and getting them to progress through, to, you know, through, you know, even commercialization, it, it gave us much more flexibility um, to be able to do that and also allow from a customer experience perspective um, to really have that more integrated um, offering and experience. And, and we're... Uh like putting together a consolidation like this, was this something that you've had experience in the past or was this a new experience for you? Yeah, it's, it, it is. I mean, I've done it on multiple scales. So, I mean, I've gone through acquisitions and really kind of do it. It's similar to what we needed to do there. So I was part of uh, kind of when Roche acquired Genentech and through that phase and that journey. Um, I also had experience when I was with, um, I mentioned PharmaForce was the company I was with in Ohio when, when Daiichi acquired us. I'd also been with Juno through the cell gene and kind of the, the front end of the BMS was kind of around the time I was, I was exiting the cell gene business. Um, so I've had multiple experiences with it. Um, this was a, a different scale and a bit of a different model because they were already working so closely together. Um, so that, it was fun. It was, a, it was a fun time to get to watch those teams go through that journey together. Um, and we're, we're still on it, right? It's, it's one of those things where you have to be very deliberate and continue to, to kind of focus on getting those cultures and those offerings together and make sure we're you know, taking the best ideas from all possible avenues and, and really getting those onto the table. Now, over the course of your career, you've worked for a lot of great companies. Um, typically, when I've had these conversations with people, there's been a couple core things that they've, they've learned as they've built up their skill set over their career from each company that they've been at. You've been at, like I said, a lot of top companies, well-known companies in the space. Mm -hmm. uh, this may not be an easy question, but I think it'd be an interesting one to, yeah. to hear your thoughts on. When you look at these companies that you 
have been at over the course of your career, what are like some key maybe takeaways or areas that you were able to add to your skill set after working at these types of organizations um, that led up to you being at, at KBI now? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, so one thing to note that kind of plays into this answer is since I joined KBI, um, I think I'm up around 100 one-on-ones with uh, you know, key, key talent, key individuals across our company. Um, and I ask them, you know, kind of what, what makes you most proud about being here at KBI? And 99% of them, the, the first answer out of their mouth is our people and how we take care of one another. And, and that's probably the mo- single most important thing that I've taken from my journey along the way is how important that is. Whether you're on the innovator side or on the CDMO side, um, we talk often here about how important it is to understand the impact of your work um, on the person on your left and the person on your right. And if we can keep that in mind and we can make sure we're doing the best to take care of one another, how everything becomes incrementally easier to accomplish and honestly, a lot more fun to do together. Um, so that, that's probably the single biggest. Um, but then you also think about kind of the maturity of organizations and the business processes and how important those are to get implemented into any organization. Um, a lot of places you'll hear the term process and it's really not a process. It's actually a person that kind of filled a void um, and then it kind of just carries with that person forever. But then that person kind of rides off into the sunset and, and the, the process, as it was claimed, um, kind of falls apart. So I think really challenging yourself and making sure that you do have truly robust processes in place, um, whether it's on the GMP side or the business side, wherever it lies, um, those are so important so that the business can run. Um, and allow the people that are, you know, kind of the core talent for us, especially on the CDMO side of things where people are paying for a service to really, you know, leverage their acumen, whether it's, you know, whatever the discipline is, whether it's manufacturing or manufacturing science and technology or quality, you know, any place in the business that they can actually leverage their, their experience to deliver on that work product and not necessarily have to think as much about the business processes because they can become muscle memory. My last question for you, uh, JD, is around your vision for the future of the company. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we we're laying out kind of our five-year roadmap and we're going to unveil that at, during our Q3 all hands for our team. Um, but I will tell you that, you know, for us, we're talking about what we want to become as a, as a next generation CDMO. Um, and for us, those are three key pillars and that, that's around the kind of the, the business risk and how we want to approach that for our customers, especially many that are first in human um, and how we help them to kind of gain entry and be able to create novel therapies that actually make it to, to the clinical trials and have an opportunity to reach market and take care of patients. Um, we also wanted to, you know, kind of the middle pillar when I pictured in my head. Um, is around uh, being more involved in from a thought leadership perspective on the regulatory affairs and the quality side of things. Um, I think that's a, a massive opportunity within the CDMO space to kind of carve that out. And then uh, we've recently promoted Sigma Mustafa to our chief scientific officer. And a key piece of that, it, it comes with standing up an R&D unit um, that we can actually you know, use and leverage the entire JSR Life Sciences ecosystem. Um, on how we provide um, offerings and solutions to our customers before they even know that they need them. Um, so those will be the three things that we really focus on along this journey. Um, but those are, to me, pivotal for us in the, in the space where customers are looking for more of a partner than a transactional relationship. Well, uh, JD, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. I hope we can have you come back on again in the near future. Uh, and wishing you the best of luck and can't wait to talk again real soon. Thank you, Jared. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you.